Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. Once again, I am Martin, and I am joined by the King of the Casters, Mr. Brett Podcast. And we're joined by somebody else who I'm really excited to talk to today because he does the exact type of music I love. That's right. That's right. And boy, oh boy, can this fellow sing. And we love this type of music, like you say. Um, he's sung with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He sings with Inglorious. But here we are to talk about Iconic. Uh, which has its new album, Second Skin. We have Nathan James. Nathan, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Well, great. Uh, happy to be talking to you. Uh, the, this album, Second Skin, is amazing. So it's uh, it's awesome to be chatting with you. And, and your singing uh, is really good. But I guess it has to be to match the players that you have with you with on the album. I mean, yeah, it was definitely intimidating. Uh like that first few emails when the label said, okay, we want you to do this project and this is who we're thinking of getting involved. And I, yeah, no pressure at all. Um, also, it's the weirdest thing being in a band where Michael Sweet is like basically playing guitar and doing a couple of duets, you know, so that's really, really weird. Someone like me. <laughs> well, and it must have been like, I mean, was it, um, you know, and what is it like singing with Michael then? Amazing, uh, but kind of terrifying because he, I have so much respect for him, you know, and I didn't want to let him down. I didn't want people to to wish that he was the only singer on the album, you know. Uh, I wanted to try and hold my own. Um, and I actually think our voices, I don't know what you guys think, you've obviously heard the record, but I, I think our voices really complement each other. I think they're so different that it, it really actually does work, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would. I would say, like, yeah, yeah. If your voice were any higher, then I would say that that they probably would be a little too close. But yes, you you bring the you bring that more white snake element to it, where he brings the, um, the striper element to it. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I interestingly, as a singer, I feel like on this, he, he, it's not his vocals are really soulful, and I don't always get that from a lot of the more heavy old school striper stuff, you know. So I, I think it's kind of a new, a new way of singing for him. He's got like a really soulful vibe. Some of his melodies and choices on this album are really, really interesting for me as a fan of his. You know, it's been cool to, to be on these songs and actually look into what he's doing. It's pretty amazing. So how is this singing for Iconic different than for singing for Inglorious? With Inglorious, I'm involved like in the writing of everything from day one, pretty much. So we pick keys for me. Do you know what I mean? We make sure that I'm happy and it's in a place that I really makes my voice um, stand out and feel, feel comfortable. With this, they all kind of wrote, the majority of the demos were written and sent to me and they were like, okay, here's the songs. Um, apart from two songs, which I actually wrote the lyrics and melody for, which is All I Need, which was the third single, and Enough of Your Love, which is the final track. Um, so yeah, it was kind of weird, like being given songs and trying to make it sound like me. And then on the duets, also trying to complement what I thought Michael was going to do. So it's, it's like, a, it's just a very different process. Whereas before it was kind of all about making sure that what I was writing was perfect for me to sing and it was really comfortable, whereas all of this was kind of given to me. And there's not a lot of, some of it was really natural and some of it was actually quite tricky. 
So what were the songs then that were the trickiest for you in that case? Anything that's like more metally. So like something like Second Skin, where I'm really like screaming, like I'm like proper screaming my face off. That is uh, something that I haven't done for a while, probably since my days with like Uli John Roth or something. Um, so that's kind of a bit new. I like singing the like super melodic stuff like that is like my favorite thing all i need worlds apart the songs on the album that are like just i i wanted fans of 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 melodic rock to really dig this and they are used to hearing the best singers of the of all time you know like they're those melodic rock greats uh the perrys the, the whoever it may be i wanted to kind of like do something that was really lush and beautiful because because that's what people expect um and i think i i think i did it on those few songs well there's no doubt like i think that uh, you know and, and i love all i need it's it's a, it's a wonderful track and i'm glad they chose it as a single i think that all about is probably my favorite song of the album i think that's the next one <laughs> i think that's the next single i think it might be that or it might be second skin there was definitely talk about it at some point <laughs> it's so cool though to me because I've obviously done quite a few of these interviews now every single person says a different song I like I, I've had a couple of repeaters but everyone has said one of the songs which is really cool um, I think that's a good sign well and then the fan response too when, when you watch the music videos I mean the fan response seems to be amazing so far to, to this project yeah you get um like with anything, you could put out the best thing in the world and people still complain and say <laughs> he doesn't sound like Michael Sweet, which is obviously a fact. I don't sound like Michael Sweet. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'm I, I'm super happy with the reaction. Uh, it was kind of scary being in a band with these legends, though. You know, because like they already have so much out there that people are aware of. They've people have been fans of these people for years and years and i'm very much the younger newer guy on this project so yeah they've been quite welcoming so far and i hope they enjoy the whole album when it comes out you mentioned michael sweet a few times and deservedly so but uh there's other very accomplished musicians in this band so why don't you go over it a little bit <laughs> well uh it's crazy every time i say this by the <laughs> way um joel hoekstra on guitar Marco Mendoza on bass uh, and Tommy Aldridge on drums. So it is, as far as they're concerned, it doesn't get, the word supergroup really does get thrown around a hell of a lot, but I think this is fair to say it is definitely a supergroup, right? They are, they're incredible. Um, and also interestingly, we've all kind of met and work. So we've all got chemistry from different things. Like I was in the trans Orchestra the same time as Joel. Me, myself and Joel wrote a couple of Inglorious songs together. Um, Michael and Joel have done an album together. Uh, I was on tour with Inglorious with the Dead Daisies, so I know Marco. Uh, Marco knows Tommy through Whitesnake and Ted Nugent. So as a group, there's actually a lot of chemistry there, naturally. It's not like we were just thrown together. We are all people that are in the same kind of we've all met and we all have hung out, you know? 
So then when it comes to the videos and stuff like that, I mean, well, I mean, the recording process, first, I'll get you to talk about the recording process, and then we'll talk about the videos a little bit. Okay, so they sent me all the tracks, um, and I booked four days at the studio, but I didn't want to, I wanted to kind of like blast my vocals out in like short periods of time. So I learned the songs fully before I went in there um, so I could just nail them. I just did afternoon sessions. So I did four afternoon sessions. So we recorded from about 1 p.m. till about 6 p.m. Um, for five days. And that's when I did all my vocals. Um, so I was doing three tracks a day. Three tracks a day? Yeah, pretty much three tracks a day. Um, and it was super quick, super easy. I knew what I wanted to do. At the time, I was singing to Alessandro being Michael Sweet. So Alessandro, the producer's vocal, was on the demos. So I was actually duetting with him on those songs. So I hadn't heard what Michael was going to be doing until we got the first draft of the mixes back. And that's the first time I actually heard his voice on it. And I was just, I like fell off my chair. Like I was blown away hearing those legendary Michael Sweet screams, you know, like I knew they were coming. I knew he was obviously <laughs> going to do it, but it was still so cool to actually be sat there and be on a track doing it with him. And there's a couple of times we're doing it in harmony together. We're screaming together. And it's just the craziest, craziest thing. So yeah, it was a super easy experience. Loved it. And obviously because of the pandemic, everyone had to do it all sides of the world, wherever we are, whatever. But I think when you listen to the album, you can't hear that at all. I think there is definitely a, a really rich chemistry to, to what's going on. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of the, of the sonics of it, for sure. It sounds great. So then when it comes to the music videos, do they, do they just kind of fly you in and put and like put you in a in a warehouse for, for like a day or two? <laughs> yeah, they they Frontiers flew me over for originally they were going to fly me over for three days. And I said, I'd, can you fly me over for a week? I'm going to make a bit of a vacation out of it. Um, so I flew there a couple of days before, saw lots of friends, caught up with people. Um, and then we did the two day shooting and the and the photo shoot. And I, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And all of that was organized. So we just turned up, boom, there we were. Studio directors, loads and loads of crew. And um, I loved the experience. And that first night after we did the Nowhere to Run video, we all went back to the hotel. They put everyone up in the same hotel together. and. We sat on the top floor of the hotel uh, in the bar. The guys are having dinner and I'm um, just hearing stories from like Tommy and and Michael and Joel and about like every about like what Nugent and about Ozzy Osbourne and about DC, like all these like legends to me, you know, like proper characters that they've worked with. And they've just got such a wealth of experience. Um, and it was a, that was a real honor. To, to be with those guys and share that time together. I don't suppose we recorded that so we could hear it. <laughs> the what? I don't suppose we recorded it so we could hear it. Because, oh, uh, I wish I would uh, fly on a wall. It was a, it was a good chat. Now, there's, there's just great stories, right? They're interesting characters. Like, so, and there, Tommy's got great stories, man. So he's a legend, living legend. Well, there's no question about that. Yeah, so, so, I mean, then... You know, especially for you, like what kind of things do you take from working with guys like this that you can kind of transpose into the rest of your career? 
it's always the same thing. I've I've been lucky enough to work with a load of legends now. Like to this last ten years of my career, I've I've recorded at Abbey Road with Ginger Baker. I've performed with Uli John Roth and Steve Vai at a festival in Geneva. I've, I've with the Transsibirian Orchestra played with Al Petrelli and all these legends. Um, the professionalism is something that I am always, always inspired by. Like, they are there, obviously, for a good time, but they are so professional. And that everyone is thinking one step ahead at, at all the time. And I I try and do that with my own band, and I try and... Um, I expect that from people now. When you've worked with so many people like, like that who uh, are just have been doing it for so long. Tommy's been playing drums for what, 50 years? Like, you can't beat that kind of professionalism and drive and, um, yeah, I just, they're, they're great people and they're, they're really great with people. I think that's also important. They're really good at um, communicating and we we have huge long email chains where we're trying to sort things out and or look at, art and videos and notes and everyone gets involved and i think it's really nice that everyone cares you know on a project that could so easily be treated just as a side project we're all very invested in this emotionally so what do you think it is about you that that is bringing people to you to to hire you and to and to allow you to work with all these great people and cheap <laughs> um, uh, yeah the economy crash is doing me great favors no i don't i don't know um i try and be I, I pride myself on my versatility as a singer so i like to be able to sing anything um and i will try my hardest to, to do so so i could i feel like i could fit into many situations uh i don't like to be a one-trick pony and um especially on this album, uh, my vocals, I've tried to demonstrate that as well. You know, I've tried to demonstrate really soft moments and really hard moments and highs and lows and just everything that makes me the singer that I am. Um, and yeah, and I try and be professional as well. That's, that's, that's key. These guys don't want to work with idiots. They've, they've done that. <laughs> Many times I expect you. <laughs> yes. So when did you really know that you were a singer and that you could sing like this? Like this? Um, <laughs> not until much later on in my life, but I knew I could sing when I was about 10 years old. Um, and I was just louder in school assembly than everyone else. I was so, I had great projection. I was just really loud. Um, and my headmaster at school, my principal was like, that you're really good at singing. You should do it. And I couldn't believe he said it. So that's where my journey started. I then went on to be in choirs. I was a chorister and done all that stuff. Did a few musicals and bits and pieces back in the day, obviously a couple of TV shows. And then I kind of always wanted to do the rock thing, but it didn't seem viable at the time. Um, and then when Inglorious started happening here, it really took off and, this last year alone, I've been so lucky. I did um, a couple of concerts. I did the Led Zeppelin Symphonic Concert at the London Palladium with a 50-piece orchestra mm -hmm. singing Zeppelin tunes. And I did a Queen one. I did a show called Rock the Opera with the 
BBC Concert Orchestra and singing Rainbow and all these great songs. So I'm now in a place where I feel more in demand than ever before. So, yeah, it's a slightly overwhelming at times. Um, but I really love singing. I love singing. And I'd be happy just singing. More so than songwriting. Songwriting is something that I've had to fall, kind of learn to fall in love with. Um, but I'm, I'll always be a singer, first of all. Is it difficult for you, like, uh, when you go out on stage, do you find that you have any, like, butterflies or anything? Or do you have any, like, kind of, I guess, kind of idiosyncrasies before you go out? No, I'd... I'm so comfortable on stage, more so than I'm in real life. So it's, it is, it's super... It's super good therapy for me to do and it, it's where I feel most at home. I feel more at home singing than I do speaking, so I'm much more comfortable on stage. Yeah, and I I look forward to it. I really do look forward to it. I don't ever dread doing it. You could sing the rest of the interview then. <laughs> you know, if you're more comfortable. Well, you know, said, be, feel good. I said I'm cheap, I'm not free. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is a great answer <laughs> now you know uh, that's the one thing like when you look at the youtube like everybody wants iconic to go on tour and do you think that there's any chance of that happening i think what's cool is after the video couple of days we all really enjoyed each other's company and we all really enjoy this album and I think that was kind of a good test to see if it could work right in the live kind of way. Cause it's about people. It's about the team and everyone working well. I just think the problem is like with anything is the, the logistics of it happening. We've got two guys currently who are on tour with white snake. Um, and we, there's no real solid end to that tour yet. Like we haven't heard the, this is the final white snake show. So, um, there's that there's Marco's out doing his thing. He's on tour um striper on tour right now inglorious again on tour in september and october so it's a very it's just hard to get everyone together but i feel like if there was a any chance of it happening it'd probably have to be in america just because it's easier to get one person with a microphone there <laughs> than it is to get tommy and his drum kit here and everyone else you know well at least you don't have to move a piano i mean that would be the <laughs> That's true. I'm sat at my piano, but I won't. But I won't be moving it though. <laughs> oh, you have the album iconic right there on the album, on the uh, on the piano as well. That's awesome. There yeah, it sorry. is. Beautiful. It vinyl. looks so great. It's a beautiful vinyl, gold vinyl. Oh wow! And even uh, yeah, yeah, it came it out is. really great. So, so then, happy. How does it feel when you, when you like, as you open up the gatefold and, and how does it feel to see your lyrics and stuff like that in that? It's weird, man. It's so weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, just being in a picture with them and it's really, really weird. I have listened to these guys play for what, 20 years, you know, like my whole adult life probably, um, so yeah, to finally be doing something with them in that's going to last forever. I think that's the coolest thing about the the coolest thing about music is it does last forever. You know, it's there for the rest of time. It's part of 
part of history in whatever, no matter what its success is, you know, it's 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 there and it exists. Um, and this is something so cool. This is something that I'm... My brother actually is not really fully into rock. Uh, rung me and said, this is the coolest thing you've ever done. He said, <laughs> I, I, I know. He's like, I don't really know who these guys are, but I know that this is the coolest thing you've ever done. And that kind of says a lot to me. It is... It is an unbelievable thing. Well, and I think that's it, right? Like, I think that you, it's so obvious how passionate you are about music and it's so obvious how passionate you are about the project. But I love the fact that you're a fan like the rest of us in that case. So it, it, I always say I'm a fan first because you, you, that's why we're here, right? That's why I do this is because I, I love the music. I'm not doing it because I'm certainly not doing it for the money. So <laughs> it's, you're doing it because you love it. And I am a fan of, I'm at home for the first time right now in probably like a, a good few months, I've been traveling a lot away. And this month I'm going to so many gigs. I'm going to see Elton John. I just saw Diana Ross. I'm going to see Guns N' Roses, all in the space of about two weeks. Alanis Morissette. I, I love music. I'm going, I'm going to as many gigs as I can now that they're back open. And I feel like everyone should do the same because we miss them. Well, for sure. And, and just, there's so many people associated with music that, you know, that it's good for them to get back out. I mean, all the roadies and the managers and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. just, you know, but, but as fans, I mean, to be able to see live music, you don't realize how much you miss it until it's not there. Absolutely. And I love it. I just, I love going to, going to gigs. I'm going to have the best time going to all those gigs and seeing all these legends. So yeah, I think it'd be really cool for this to, iconic to do to do some sort of tour or whether it's a festival season or whether it's a one-off show at the Frontiers Fest or something and we film it for a DVD. I think it's cool to me because we've what we've got probably 40, 48 minutes of material. <laughs> That's right, yep. So when it comes to like a set, it's super exciting to me, like the idea of what we would pad the set out with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you can pick from everyone's catalogue. So oh, yeah. it would be it would be amazing for to sing a, a Striper song with Michael, and it would be amazing to sing a Whitesnake song with those guys. And, it, and, and yeah, the, the, the opportunity to do an Aussie song, we could do, we could do anything because the musicianship is, is there. Um, and I'd love to hear them do an Inglorious song. That's like my, if, if they were to do an Inglorious song, I would just have my mind blown. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my hope is that we get to the stage where we can do one gig and then have a full like 75, 90 minute set and get to fill that set out with some covers. Well, that would be awesome. I know that I would love to see it too. <laughs> I think, oh boy, I think yeah. we all would. But, uh, I'm, we're going to let you go here real soon, but I want to ask you one question. So as a professional musician, when you go to a concert, where where is the best place to be? Um, the best place to be is just in front of the sound desk. It's always is the best place to be. But I, saying that I was at Whitesnake a couple of days ago, the Whitesnake tour that's happening right now and um i was right on the side of the stage almost where the sound isn't great but it did mean david could see me and he shouted me out which is pretty cool oh wow <laughs> wow that yeah. is so awesome 
Yeah, yeah very cool. Amazing. Well, Nathan, <laughs> it's been so much fun talking to you, and I know that you've got to get off to another interview here, but uh, but please tell everybody how they can keep up with you and Iconic and where they can find the album. I'm on all the social medias at the Nathan James. Uh, the Iconic one is linked through my profile. It's got different ones everywhere. So the best way to see us tour, if you really want that, is to buy the album. The label... If we sell a load of physical copies in one territory, it's more likely that we are going to tour there. So if you really do like the album and you do like what you hear on Spotify or Apple Music, go and grab a copy um, available on the Frontiers website as well. Awesome. Well, it's been it's been a true pleasure talking to you. Uh, wonderful singer, wonderful talent, and a great album, and I urge everybody to go out and listen to it. It's out in a couple of days on June 17th, and uh, so thank you very much, and we wish you all the best in the future. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Awesome. You too. Thank you. Bye, Bye now.